Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and in today's episode, I'd like to continue talking about how to use divine power to heal your mind. As I discussed last week, it's only by divine power that we are enabled as believers to take down demonic strongholds in our mind. Learning this spiritual truth changed my counseling practice forever. If you missed last week's episode, please go back and take a listen because it is truly the foundation for today's teaching. Over the course of a 20-year career as a professional counselor, the Holy Spirit revealed to me certain kingdom keys that then led more people to healing and freedom than I could ever have hoped or imagined was possible, and certainly not by using mental health interventions alone. One of these crucial spiritual tools was to learn how to use the power of the Holy Spirit, that which resides on the inside of every born-again believer, to guide, to discern, and to release supernatural healing in the soul. After years of attending supernatural healing conferences, reading every Christian book I could get my hands on that discussed spiritual healing, and then personally devouring the Bible to find every healing scripture I could, there were several important keys that I was able to then teach to my clients that then released more miracles than I could have ever expected to witness, both in the mind and in their physical bodies. One piece of scripture that made so much sense to me on a psychological level, that which led to tremendous breakthrough for me personally, as well as my clients, was 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 through 13. And for today's teaching, I will be reading from the Amplified. Yet to us, God has unveiled and revealed them by and through his spirit, for the Holy Spirit searches diligently exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and the things hidden beyond man's scrutiny. For what person perceives, knows, and understands what passes through a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him? Just so no one discerns, comes to know and comprehend the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. And we are setting these truths forth in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. A common frustration for a counselor is that often the client themselves struggles to put into words how they feel, nor do they understand where their unhealthy thoughts originate, as well as familiar patterns of unhealthy behaviors, some of these being hardwired since childhood. It is this lack of disconnect or self-awareness 
that makes helping people find true and lasting life change very difficult. And depending on their level of trauma, even quite impossible. But according to the scripture, that when we apply the help of the Holy Spirit, that we can trust him to search diligently, exploring and examining things hidden beyond man's scrutiny. How helpful this spiritual gift was when working with my clients. It was often a game changer, literally the difference between being stalled out and hopeless or the path to life transformation. As these verses go on to say, what does a person know anyway besides their own thoughts? For most of us, that's not very helpful, downright dangerous. And even if you consider yourself a wise, mature, or quite rational person, you still cannot trust your own thoughts, at least not all of the time. Remember, this is where Satan attacks humans the most, in the mind, the battlefield of our faith. And any single one of us is susceptible to being deceived. These verses remind us that we are not to lean on our own understanding, rather for a life of victory and to operate from a place of a renewed mind. We must rely on the spirit of God within us because only through this divine power can we know the thoughts of God, which must be our cornerstone, our anchor, and the only truth worthy of trusting. The next spiritual truth that I needed to teach my clients was how to embrace their identity in Christ. And guess how that transformation happens? Yep, by divine power. The word in the Greek is dunamis. So again, let me read from the Amplified. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7 through 18. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is a new creation altogether by dunamis. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. What beautiful wisdom and language the Lord uses in expressing how the gift of Christ's identity brings us into harmony with him, that we would be so radically changed that by allowing him to live through us, we would then bring others into harmony with him. If only we could live our lives in this manner. People would naturally be so healthy in their mind, in their body, and in their spirit. Because you see, it is in our divine nature, how we were formed by the Creator to function, to love Him with all that we are, to allow the healing power of Jesus to work from the inside out, in and through all that we think, say, and do in such a miraculous and beautiful way that it is by our effortless nature and just pure daily existence that we would engage and transform the world around us through our unity with him and interaction with those whom he predestined to be in our lives. 
what an incredible mystery life is in God's kingdom. So let's review. It is by divine power that we come to know who we are and how we can have purpose and impact in the world. And then it is through this same divine power that we can experience victory over evil influences, the lies and deceptions in our minds. So what are the practical steps to applying this divine power? I promised you that I would give you those. The first is that we do not have access to the Spirit of God and this mighty, miraculous power referred to in the New Testament over 50 times as dunamis, unless we have given our whole heart, mind, and soul over to the Lordship of Jesus. This is the most important step you will take in your life. And it is the difference between eternal life in heaven or an eternity of misery and suffering in hell. But because the death and resurrection of Jesus was so powerful, he did not just overcome sin and death for your salvation, although that is the most important reason, but it was also to give you a life more abundant while you exist here on this earth. And if we never tap into his supernatural grace and divine power, we are not giving him all the glory that he so preciously deserves. It is to his good pleasure and to achieve the fullness of his inheritance for us as believers to live in victory here on the earth. So let that be your motivation to bring Jesus the full inheritance for which he gave his life. When you surrender your will and replace your needs, wants, and desires for your life with God's, now your life can truly begin. And you no longer have to do this life alone. The Spirit of God, divine power, will be your guide and come to your rescue if you continue to yield to him which takes a conscious effort to do so on a daily basis. I have found the best way to stay connected is just like in our human relationships, and that is to spend quality alone time with him. That means setting aside at least 15 minutes, but preferably an hour a day, to talking with him, quietly receiving from him, and meditating on God's word so he can speak to you through it. At first, this time will seem difficult to set aside. We all have busy lives, but whenever I would challenge my clients with how many minutes or rather hours of the day they spent on their phones, watching TV, playing video games, or shopping online, most people would sheepishly agree they could find at least one hour a day to spend with the Lord. As you spend alone time with him, and that time becomes more dedicated, you will grow in your ability to earnestly seek him, to not become distracted, and you will naturally become more aware of his voice, of the tangible feeling of his presence, and the more you indulge in his extravagant love, the more hungry you will become, and this will keep you coming back for more. The next step is to take time to confess. The more you nurture your intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, the easier this becomes. You will feel the natural tugging on your heart and in your very gut of the ways you are falling short of God's will for your life. 
And it will not be in a grievous or shameful way, but out of pure love for the Father that you will be convicted. And honestly, it will wreck you to not be pleasing to him as the Holy Spirit supernaturally begins to transform you into the likeness of Jesus, which is a lifelong process, by the way. We never truly arrive. Some things you can expect to be convicted of would be the way you have sinned against others. And by sinned, you might think you don't really sin against others. But again, as you come close to the Lord's heart, the smallest of offenses that you might have caused someone will not sit well in your soul. Biblically, the first step is to go to that person and ask for forgiveness from them. For God says he will not hear your prayers nor forgive you unless you are in unity with others. Another way you might feel convicted is in the area of holiness. Scripture says we are made holy and righteous through Christ. And although our spirit is made perfect the moment we accept Jesus as our Savior, our mind, our will, and our emotions, well, (laughs) that's a process. And as we are learning, the best and long-lasting road to freedom and healing, even in the way of becoming more holy, is to yield to the Holy Spirit, to divine power. You cannot change yourself anyway. So when you feel that prick in your mind or in your heart of ways you might be thinking, feeling, or acting that are less than Christ-like, repent. Declare it out loud to the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to change you. And actually ask for another chance to demonstrate his likeness, his attributes towards others in the exact way that you had just failed to do. Like many things in life, one of the best ways to experience lasting change, once that the Holy Spirit has revealed a sinful behavior to you, is to practice the godly attribute instead. Moving in the opposite spirit of what that evil realm was trying to do in your life is always the best approach to true life transformation. Do not become focused on or bogged down by your mistakes. That is not from God. Rather, be quick to confess, repent, and then practice the fruits of the Spirit. Our greatest motivation should be that as life circumstances begin to squeeze us, that the fruits of God's Spirit naturally drip out, such as love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In difficult situations, when these attributes are not your first response, then there is still room for the Holy Spirit to work. After you feel like you have used the Spirit of God to reveal to you ways in which you are being lied to or deceived, and you have truly given yourself time to reflect, hearing or feeling for conviction, and then you have confessed, then the last step for healing through divine power is to declare healing scriptures over your life. These are God-breathed words. The word for the Holy Spirit in the Greek is pneuma, which literally means the breath of God. So I instruct my clients to carefully choose scriptures that specifically relate to how you are struggling. 
If you just confess to an anger outburst and know you need to learn to respond with love, recite scriptures about how much God loves you. Therefore, you are to show that same love to others. If you're struggling with purity, find scriptures that speak to your divine holiness, given to you as a gift through your identity in Christ. As you speak God's love, promises, and truth over your soul, which is your mind, will, emotions, conscience, and intentions, it will be doing a supernatural work in you that no amount of reading self-help books or hours in the counselor's office ever could. I call this process of applying divine power to your life healing the wounds of your soul. A whole chapter and instruction guide is found in my book, It's Time for a Revolution, as well as described in detail on my online class, Healing the Wounds of Your Soul, found on my website. I will put a link for both resources in the notes for today's show. I am praying that even as I speak, the divine power of the resurrection is filling your heart and your mind, that you are receiving fresh revelation today about God's will to do exceedingly more than you could hope or imagine, to heal you, to restore you, and to set you free to be all that he created you to be. I am praying you will listen to this message over and over, and it will minister to you in a way that will change your life. As you listen to these episodes and find them helpful, I encourage you to share them with others. God has so much more in store for you, beloved, and he has given you a mighty spiritual weapon in which to accomplish it through his divine power. Until next time, be blessed in your mind and in your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.